of Prospectives, where I, Jess Preventure with the Pro Homes Group, interview local business leaders, community leaders, and entrepreneurs to get their take on what it takes to be successful. I am here today with Matt Barrett, the owner of uh, Barrett Insurance out of Hooks at New Hampshire. Hi, Matt. Hey, how are you, Jessica? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here with you today. You have been a long-term business owner, a fixture yeah. in Hooksit, and we want to hear all about it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? All right. Um, obviously, my name is Matt Barrett, and I uh, I grew up in Hooksit. Um, my parents moved here in 1968. They still live up on Hackett Hill. Um, and they're still alive and well, and everybody's doing fine. Um, agency's been in Hooksit for 52 years. My father started in 1971, bought this building in the mid-70s. We've been in this physical location probably 45 years. Um, we own the building. Um, you know, my father was on the Economic Development Committee for the town of Hooksit. He was in the Hooksit Men's Club. I mean, this goes way back. Um, you know, we're really intimately connected to the town of Hooksit and have been, this is the second generation now. So uh, yeah, that's a little bit about fair insurance. I mean, it's kind of like the American dream, don't you think? To come really embed yourself in the community, start yeah. a business and not many businesses last this yeah, long. It's sort of interesting when I first started, um, and I, I bought Barrett Insurance in 2005. And when I first bought Barrett Insurance, I was sort of Tom's son. But now it was, you know, 10 years or so became, before he became my father. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Instead and, of you uh, being the son. Right. And sort of he's been out of the picture. Uh, he's 87 now and he pretty much retired at 72. So he's been retired for, you know, 15 years. Uh, but he still he still goes to Rotary every week in Manchester. Um, he's still around town. He still owns this building, um, and he's still doing great. And you know, staying fit and active, and you know, it's uh, it's a real success story from that perspective. Yeah, hundred percent. And your wife runs the business with you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Judy has been here. I don't know. 10, 12, 10 years now, maybe 12 years. Um, you know, I brought her in to do bookkeeping and operations. And uh, she just does a fabulous job. Um, and, you know, I, I can't say enough about how great it is to be able to work with your, uh, with your wife and partner and um, have all the freedom that we do to to do everything we need to do. And um, it's just a great, just a great thing. It is. So I kind of know a little bit of the answer to this, but I'd love for you to go into further. Right. How did you find your way into the business? Obviously your father. Uh, yeah, that's a kind of a twisted story. Um, you know, kind of a windy road. Um, you know, when I was you know, a teenager and growing up, going to college and all these, I went to UNH and, you know, I was as far away from the insurance business as I could possibly be. Uh, sort of whatever my, just like a lot of kids, whatever my father was going to, was doing, I was not doing. 
and uh, you know, I sort of, you know, grew up and came into my own and started looking around. And I'm like, I was a forestry major in college um, at UNH, and you know, then I started pursuing a forestry career, and I quickly came to realize that in the Northeast, it's really difficult. Um, it's much easier out west or down south, and I didn't really want to do either of those place things. Um, and uh, it's a difficult sort of career path to follow in the Northeast. So I was like, well, I got to, you know, find something to do. And I started casting around and um, I looked at my dad and I'm like, well, he's doing pretty good. So maybe that's an option. And um I, you know, he'll tell you the story that he just about passed out when I told him I got my life and health license. I didn't tell him. That is crazy. No, I didn't tell him at all. And I just went out and got it. Um, and I went to work for Metropolitan back in 1990. And uh, Oh, so you didn't even start working with him? No. No, because I wanted to come in with my own deal. I didn't want to come in and have him sort of tell me what to do and you know I wanted to come in yeah. with my own scheme so um, I, I got licensed for life and health insurance I went to work for Metropolitan uh, worked there for a year so I figured that I didn't want to do that really with Metropolitan's and then I was then I went to work for Northwestern mid-90s I was at Northwestern for four or five years um, and then I sort of started interacting with my father's clients in the mid nineties, probably. Um, and there was a opening at the agency because the personal lines had person had left the agency and my father like said, okay, I got an opening. You want a job? You can run the personal lines. You can still do your life insurance stuff. And I'm like, well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Um, so that's what I did, and Turn, turned out into a beautiful deal. 2005, I worked in and around with my father, and then in 2005, I bought the agency, and he sort of retired, and that was kind of the start of things. Um, I love it, and and tell me about because I I feel because I you know I've interacted with you before like you now really have a passion for insurance and for what you provide for your clients. Right, I love what I do. I mean, there's no question about it. I tell people all the time. Um, I've been a BNI member, um, the network. You know, I've networked a ton. I've been a BNI member almost 20 years. Um, ever since you know when I actually I I joined BNI when I. Bought the agency in 2005. Um, and I've got my own chapter now. Um, I've had it for 11 years. Um, and I love what I do. I mean, I get to go out, I get to talk to people, I get to meet with people, I get to help them with their insurance. Um, I get to see the fruits of what I do on a regular basis. Um, and I'm going to be doing it for a long time because I really enjoy it. Yeah, that's awesome. Young, so what do you think has been the hardest part about being a business owner? Um, Probably the family dynamic. The you blessing know, and the curse. That portion of it. Um, you know, it's not always easy to do family business. 
-hmm. It's not always easy to have the hard conversations with dad and brothers and sisters. And I've got four other brothers and sisters. None of them are in the agency, but two of them tried. Um, so that's probably been the most difficult part is to navigate that family. Dynamic. Yeah, it's definitely an an added layer right. to the challenge yeah. because I mean, those conversations are hard anyway, right? right? Like it's hard to have those conversations with a, with a, a boss. It's hard to have those conversations with a, a subordinate. And then when there's a personal relationship that is that, you know, a family relationship, I can only right. imagine that that makes it even more. You've got all the, you've got all the family baggage too, whether, whether it's good or bad. Right. All there. And yeah, it's, it's hard to bridge those gaps. Um, yeah. So what do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned with that? The biggest lesson I've learned is just to be malleable and changeable and be able to have the conversation and to be able to um, have it truthfully and just be open. I mean, you know, don't be sort of too stuck in your own lane and be able to be able to move, be able to change, be able to understand somebody else's, you know, I understand I, my biggest, I don't know, I would think probably one of my biggest attributes is my ability to understand and empathize with somebody. Mm -hmm. And I always think about, you know, where did my father come from? And what did he bring to the table and why is he the way he is? Yeah. Even if even if even if we don't agree, I have to respect that. Sure. Because he built, and the, I think he that, built the big business, he built the agency, he built it all. So yeah. Uh, and then I mean, I think what you're talking about too is adaptability, right? right? Like we don't we we have to be able to take as an entrepreneur to take feedback. Right. to respect what came before and while um maintaining our boundaries moving forward like i respect you i understand where you're coming from and i'm the one in charge now and i have right. to do what i think is right you know i always right. think whenever i walk into a really tough conversation or i know it's going to i always think of that brené brown quote i'm not sure if you know brené brown but she says um don't don't shrink don't puff up, just stand your sacred ground. And I think that is, that's so powerful because when we get put on the spot, a lot of times we'll either like cave, you know, to that person that we respect right. or we get all like, I, I'm going to do, you know, and it's like, you don't have to do that. You just need to stand in your confidence and your ability and, and reflect back and then move on. Yeah. I find that, you know, well, it's like he's a driven entrepreneur just like I am, just like you are. You know, you have your own head, you have your own mindset, you have your own thing. You you know what you want to accomplish and you know you're going to go out and do it. I always tell people that I know where I want to go. I just have no idea how I'm going to get there. <laughs> I'm getting there. Hey, that's the first step. You know, and so there's going to be twists and turns all along the way. Well, for instance, my wife, Judy, is just the opposite. 
she's like she's a bookkeeper she mm -hmm. is, everything has a place everything has a thing everybody everything has a lane everything in its place it's like she knows if she's going to get somewhere it's step by step by step by step by step by step by step whereas me i'm like i need her running behind me catching everything that's flying off all the time because i'm running full steam you know and putting my it's life so together and saying oh matt you know you got to pay attention to this and you got to pay attention to that and you got to do this and you got to do that you know i mean that's the true beauty of a partnership right you have an artist and then you have she's, she's the most detail-oriented person i know mm -hmm. me i always say i'm more of a visionary yeah a big, big idea guy. Big ideas. And I'm going to go there. And here we go. I love it. And I, always I can totally relate. And I'm like, okay, here we go. I don't exactly. My, my father always used to say, ready, aim, fire. You know, so if you say ready, fire, aim, you're never going to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Because you'll be looking at it all the time. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. Well, do it even if it's not perfect. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then change your aim. And then if you miss the target, target again, do it. So, mm -hmm. you know, Judy's sort of a ready aim fire person. I'm a ready aim fire person. I'm a ready fire aim person. I'm firing first. Yeah. And correcting my, correcting my deal. Which I love it. Sometimes, um, works and sometimes doesn't, but. You can't be afraid to go out there and do it. That's all. You can't. And and it's it's the whole done is better than perfect, right? right. Like if you nice. wait for it to be I perfect, say, you never get started. Mm-hmm. You know, do something even if it's not exactly perfect. Exactly. Because the whole point is to do something. Yes. And it's like when you So what does your day look plan. like? I mean, if you if you wait until a marketing plan is absolutely perfect before you pull it off, you're never gonna pull it off. Because they're never perfect. Exactly. You know. So, uh, what does your day look like? You get up. You. Uh, I I'm, I'm up at five thirty typically in the morning. Um, I I do yoga. Um, I spend more. I spend an you know drives my drives Judy nuts. But you know we're opposite in that regard because I get up early and I have to spend an hour or two like getting my head together before I get back in the game you know judy's like you know she'll get up at seven o'clock and she'll be out of the house at 7 30. yeah at 5 30 and i'm lucky if i'm out by 7 30. but i'm always here early we open up at 8 30 so i'm always here at eight o'clock 7 30. um and then i just dive into my day i've got stacks of files and clients you know i'm at the point now where sort of clients are calling me and emailing me all day um questions and you know um, i'm a very hands-on sort of insurance agent um they got, i got i'm doing car changes i'm doing ads i'm talking to people about kids driving i mean i do all that stuff um i'm not the sort of agency owner that's sort of gotten myself to a point where i'm not doing the day-to-day -day stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think I'll always do the so, stuff because that keeps me connected to my clients and it's what they come here for. A hundred percent. 
And you said you do a lot of networking. Yes, I, yeah. I do a lot of networking. Um, I used to do a lot more, but, um, you know, I'm still, I still run a B&I group. Um, still go to the chamber things. Um, still out in the community all the time. Judy and I are very active in Kiwanis. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually district secretary for Kiwanis, which is a really pretty big job. Um, yeah. And I was lieutenant governor last year for the second time. And this year I'm the uh, risk manager now for the New England and Bermuda District Kiwanis. Um, so we're very involved in Kiwanis. And are fairly, yeah, and it, fairly it's a lot there. of giving, a lot of giving back to your community. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people ask me all the time, why do I do this Kiwanis stuff? Why do you do this? Why do you, well, it's part of what you, you, you know, cool. The community's given me a lot. Yeah. You know, I want to. And we live in the same, and, I give you know. Back, and that's part of what I do. That's part of my give back is I, I spend the time and the effort to make sure that, you know, we are doing that. Yeah. You know, and it's a beautiful town. Obviously, I live here too. So, right, I, I love it's a beautiful it. place. I love it. Um, it's got to be the fastest growing town around here that I know of. I mean, it's insane, right? Yeah, now. it is really More growing. than I've seen in twenty five years. Yeah, I'm on the economic development. So, how do you? As well, so. Oh, right, right, right. So, yeah. so how do you juggle it? How do you juggle being an entrepreneur and the work and your life, your personal life? And um, a little, I mean, I've had a little bit of a mindset change recently in the last six months or a year than I, than I have before. Um, you know, back in this, I don't, you know, I'll say the old days, but, you know, five years ago or so, I just ran so fast that I was able to out pace it but um sooner or later it's going to catch up to you Mm. and it caught up to me and i just was like i can't do this anymore i Mm. just can't do this anymore so um i sort of think about it as one big wheel i don't think Mm -hmm. i i don't think of my well the other thing too is that we're pretty much we can be virtual now i mean Mm -hmm. my management system's online I have, you know, if I have access to the internet, I can be doing anything here at home or on Uh the road. Or, I mean, I even to the point now where we go on vacation, my clients don't know if I'm in San Diego or I'm in, you know, wherever I happen to be, or I'm in Florida or Bermuda. I mean, we went to Bermuda last year. I'm just, I'm talking to clients and I'm emailing Catherine and Aaron and I'm in Bermuda. So mm-hmm. they don't, unless I tell them that, they don't know. No. They think I'm here. Mm-hmm. And that's been a big shift since COVID. Yeah. And that's been a big shift in my thinking because I'm sort of an old school guy. I mean, I grew up, I mean, I sort of cut my teeth on B&I, which was like in person every week. Pre-COVID, we were in person every week. You know, you belly to belly or meeting people on the kitchen table mm-hmm. and doing our deal. And um, if I tell you, if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't probably be sitting on Zoom right now. I was 
I, well, that's like, probably I true. That. I don't need to learn that Zoom stuff. Well, you know, whatever. And now I might have a Zoom interview with an attorney in Portsmouth or an attorney in Concord or somebody in Nashua or whatever. Even to the point now where it's like I have to, like you and I got our signals a little screwed up because I expected you to be in my office when it was on Zoom. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm an old school guy. I don't, I don't naturally think about it. You know? Yeah, um, I mean, it certainly is a shift. Yeah, and I, I mean, I my mean, it's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I think there's pluses and minuses with everything, right? So I love it because if I'm, you know, putting in an offer late at not late at night, but you know, okay. after hours, I can have a real conversation. Or I currently have a couple of clients that are overseas. I can have a, you know, there's so much more you get visually than just on the right. phone. Um, I think personally zoom works best when it's just like two people or, or a presentation style. Once you get a lot of people, I think it does cut down on yeah. the connection and the ability to, to mm -hmm. communicate and really interact. But, you know, you take the good with the bad and you have to kind of figure out. And for us as entrepreneurs, right. you know, yeah, we, to be able to take our work on the road with us, you know, it, it really does help with that juggling right. um well, it's funny, with with a you sort of had to teach an old dog new tricks in my regard because you know i grew up on the face-to-face the -face stuff and when i was at northwestern selling life insurance it was all like you've got 10 12 appointments a week and you have to do everything and all this other stuff and um now it's like if we have five people coming into the office on a weekly basis, that's a lot. That's a lot, yeah. I mean, we can. I can look at your house on the internet. I can do a DocuSign. I can send you documents. I can do everything virtually. I hate to say it, but I really don't have to see you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I want to see people, and that's really where I would love to see people. That's where I'm most comfortable, but I don't really have to. I can ensure yeah. that I can do yeah. the car and do all these other stuff. And I, I, a lot of my clients that I make on a regular basis, I never even meet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in person. In person. Yeah. I might not even meet them virtually. I mean, it's I, all email. Know, I mean, as far as you know, Zoom goes, but. Um, because we're doing things on the internet, we're doing them through DocuSign, um, which is, there's pros and cons about that. I mean, I, you know, we're sort of running that conversation through our BNI group now, which is hybrid. You know, are we more effective in person or more, are we more effective mm -hmm. hybrid? And there's pros and I cons. Well, and I think to your point, that also adds to the conversation about balance. So there's, yes, mm -hmm. there's benefits, but the drawback I see sometimes is like, now you have back to back to back to back calls. There's there's right. no break to drive from here to there. There's no, right. so it really amps up productivity or does it, right? Cause you're just like on all the time. Right. Well, my father, you know, my father always, there's a couple of things he used to tell me that sort of stuck in my head. And, you know, 
one of them was, you know, you need to be the first one in the office in the morning and the last one to leave. And that's a little hard for me to break, but I still am here first thing in the morning. So if we have a couple of employees and you want them to think that you're working as hard, if not harder than they are. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so, you know, and the other thing you used to, to, the other piece of advice that I always remember is never confuse activity with results. Mm -hmm. You can be the busiest guy in the world. I can do all kinds of work and actually get nowhere. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So what are the plans, the future plans for the business? Well, I am 62. So, um, you know, my future plans kind of keeping bear insurance right where it is. I mean, I don't have any big plans for another agency and double my size and hire a bunch of people. Um, you know, I like what I, what I have. I like what I do. Um, it works for me. It works for Judy. It works for the people that we have. Um, you know, we're just going to keep things going like they are. Um, we've created a great reputation here in Hookset. Um, we've got a lot of clients um, around us. But I would say that, you know, 95% of our clients come within 25 miles of the agency. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, you know, I mean, realistically, we really don't have to go outside of that radius. No, I love it. And it's all about providing excellent customer right. service, and right? I don't want to be too far away from my client in case I need to get in my car and go there. Yeah. And I think that's a conversation about growth, right? A lot of times right. you hear people, oh, if your business isn't growing, it's, um, you know, it's dying, et cetera. But I think sometimes right. growth isn't always about numbers. Right. Sometimes growth is about service. I mean, and I'm, growth licensed is in about... Maine. I'm licensed in Vermont. I have clients in Vermont. I have clients in Maine. I insure some houses in Maine. And I that's not something that I'm I I I'm licensed in Maine and Vermont because I've clients with properties in Maine and Vermont, and my niece lives in Vermont and you know, that kind of thing. But that's not yeah. something that I'm like dying to do to grow right. into Maine or grow into Vermont or put an agency up there, sort of. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm very comfortable in what I do and sort of how I have the agency set up and handling all my clients. And it's just a nice family we have here. So, and yeah. I, you know, and, and, you know, I have great partners in, in Hookset and um, surrounding areas. And I've been able to put together a great network of people. Um, Absolutely. And so part of my part of my service is connecting my clients to other service providers. Exactly. Whether it be realtors Absolutely. or mortgage brokers or the best steak and cheese in Manchester or a bagel or whatever you want. <laughs> I always tell every, I always tell my clients, you know, uh, don't ever pick up the yellow pages ever again. Yes. Personally, Angie's list, just call me. Just call you. You know, I can, because, you know, realistically, if they're calling me for something else, they're going to call me when they have an insurance issue. 
Yes, exactly. All right. So speaking of that, let's get into our rapid fire. Where is your absolute favorite place to vacation? You know, I thought about this a bunch and I actually don't have one because I like to go. Actually, once I go somewhere, I really don't want to go back. I want to go somewhere else. So I love it. Vacation and I, you know, a couple times a year, Judy and I'll go somewhere. Um, next year, we're going to Bermuda. Well, actually, this is, believe it or not, I'm going back to Bermuda for the second time. But, uh, and then we're going to Denver, Colorado, um, and uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. But I like to experience different places and go different. So I don't have a favorite spot. I'm not going to go back somewhere four or five, six, ten times because. Hey, the world is huge. You can go to a different place. Too much ADD in order to do that. So I (laughs) want to be able to go around and see different things. All right. What what do you think is the number one word that would be used to describe you? Determined. Need to be, right? Need to be. Whatever whatever that happens to mean for you. I agree. To be All right. Business or determined to be a good parent or determined to raise your children. In this world, you really got to focus on on that, on whatever aspect you think is most important and do that. I agree. What is the best piece of advice you ever got, ever received? Um, probably. Never confuse activity with results. And the other one is it's nice to have options. Mm-hmm. Which mean, could mean a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's nice to be able to do something or do something else. And it really kind of stinks when you have to do something because you have no other option. And that could be, mm-hmm. it could be having money. It could be having family. It could be whatever it is. Um, but it's nice to have options. It is nice to have options. All right. What's the easiest way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, email, phone, drop by my office. <laughs> you pretty much know where I am uh, between here. We're going to have all your contact information right. in the show notes. Anyway, your phone number, email, um, mm-hmm. and pretty much wave a flag, show up, yeah. bring in I, tuckers. I, here I am. It's not hard Here to know where I am most of the time. Well, I am so grateful for you. I'm so excited that you're here. I recommend anyone with insurance needs, go ahead. We have our insurance with Matt. So <clears throat> I am speaking from personal experience <laughs> and um, it has been an absolute pleasure and I can't wait to see you again soon. All right. Appreciate you. Thanks. All right. Thank you.